Hello and welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we break down her lyrics, deep dive into full album retrospectives, and theorise about what may be coming next. As always, we are your hosts Cameron and Lisa, and in this episode we're going to be going over Taylor's complicated history with the Grammy Song of the Year award. Before we get into it, we did want to mention quickly that although this is our first long-form episode this year, which will be available on all platforms as usual, if you are an audio-only listener, don't forget to also check out our YouTube, where we're posting shorter episodes every single week, recapping every Taylor Swift era, discussing possible set lists for the era's tour, and of course counting down to the very first show in March. However, in this episode, we're going to go through Taylor's previous nominations for Song of the Year and kind of what songs did win, as well as kind of then discussing, obviously, Taylor's unlucky history with this award. As well, we'll also be talking about Taylor's chances with her current nomination of All Too Well with Song of the Year. Before we go through all of Taylor's previous nominations and her current nomination, first we want to discuss what exactly the Song of the Year award is. So first and foremost, it is one of the four big general field awards. This means that at the Grammys, though there are awards for every single musical genre, the general field awards are not restricted by music genre, so anything from any genre can be nominated in these four big awards. There is usually a lot of confusion between Song of the Year and Record of the Year, and there is sometimes overlap between these two awards. However, the Song of the Year award in specific is presented to the songwriters of a single song. According to the 54th Grammy Awards Description Guide, they mention that the Song of the Year is awarded for a single or for one track from an album. This award goes to the songwriter who actually wrote the lyrics and or melodies to the song. Song in this context means the song as composed, not its recording. So basically, essentially, this award is a songwriting award, whereas the Record of the Year award is nominated and given to the performer as well as the songwriters, producers, and everyone involved. With that in mind, you would kind of imagine that this award, in comparison to the Record of the Year, is very much concentrated on the lyrics and the lyrical content of a song. However, if we look, and when we do look into the history, sometimes there's a lot of contentious history to be talked about with regards to lyrics and this award. It it is strange. Like you said, it's kind of got, I think because there is a weird misconfusion, I think, sometimes with this award. Sometimes in stuff that is actually then even nominated or wins it's almost like yeah but is that that's the record you know what i mean it's almost like mm. there's like a weird crossover even though there is a weird focus on this award with the songwriter element it seems that sometimes a lot of the songs are in record of the year also in song of the year right surely there should be kind of more of a songwriter focus but sometimes it just seems like quite a crossover and i think that yeah it's it's, it's an interesting award and one obviously that because of taylor's um kind of she you know kind of describes herself as like a songwriter first almost Mm. um that this would be an award that obviously she has kind of looks up to and kind of desperately kind of wanting to win i think i think this is one of the ones taylor's always been someone that loves it when her songwriting is nominated and and definitely recently obviously she's been kind of quite heavily awarded regarding her songwriting and it's become quite a central point of her kind of artistry recently in the last couple of years ironically since kind of i think folklore really is the kind of album that really triggered everyone being like oh yeah taylor is a songwriter Mm. i think people kind of overlooked her because of the pop element of her career and people sometimes look at pop songs and maybe don't think that they think oh yeah it's a pop song what's the kind of songwriter element whereas actually sometimes it's 
more clever to be able to write a really hooky, like, you know, a, a song with a really catchy hook and that can get stuck in people's heads. Because obviously, you know, that's not necessarily easy to do. But also, Taylor can not only do that, but also write those kind of long, really kind of metaphorical songs. And I think that because of folklore, people realise that. And now she's starting to be properly recognised, I think, in the last couple of years. I, th- I think as kind of fans from, you know, pretty early on, I've always felt like people have overlooked her songwriting and even Taylor has said I've almost used it as a kind of way to kind of belittle her of like, oh, she only writes about this or she only writes about mm. that or, oh, she's just writing songs about this again. But it's like, yeah, but she's writing those, you know what I mean? Like, whereas some, a lot of those kind of mainstream artists in their early careers, only really recently, a lot of the kind of big pop people have started to only really start writing their songs in the first couple of years had songs given to them. Um, and Taylor, since day one, has always been a kind of songwriter at heart. So I think, yeah, this this award is interesting in the fact that there's a lot of kind of weird kind of misconception about this award, as well as then Taylor's relationship with it is quite interesting because of the relationship of her as a songwriter. Very rambly as ever, but I, I find this kind of interesting. No, definitely. Um, it it is like because songwriting for Taylor is such an essential part. And she's always, always said that if she wasn't a singer, she would honestly still be a songwriter for other people in the industry, yeah. a writer in some capacity. And more than that, songwriting has been so very important thanks to her being on every single credit of every single song she's ever made. She's been able to re-record her masters. If it wasn't for that, if she hadn't been involved yes. in every song and had those rights, and like, she wouldn't have been able to do any of what she's doing currently. So I can understand why songwriting for her is such an important part of it all. And because of that, I understand why, as you mentioned, this award in specific would be such an achievement for her. And to think, whereas Taylor has been recognised in so many other different award ceremonies and in different capacities, especially, like you said, from folklore onwards, for songwriter, she still hasn't got a Grammy for the Song of the Year. Mm. It's strange. It, It really is. And again, there is a lot of of overlap between record of the year song of the year i know some people even say like what's the point if the same song wins them both how we're going to speak about them i think is basically at least for me i think that record of the year is a song that everything involved with it like the production the performer the songwriter who might not be the same person everyone involved has created a hit that you can't get away from that's how i see record of the year whereas song of the year it's like it's success as well as it's kind of creation yeah whereas song of the year in my opinion at least should focus somehow more on those lyrics and even the grammys in their little handbook they do say you know it should represent the song of the year category should represent the best achievement in songwriting they say it themselves like we're focusing not just on the song as a whole and how catchy it may have been but apart from that like the lyrical content of it so with that in mind it's definitely interesting to consider taylor who does take so much pride in that specific part of the job that she does and how many times she's been nominated and how unfortunately she still hasn't won any any song of the year awards which you know it's it's such a shame but let's go through them and we can discuss what we think so now we're going to get into each year that Taylor has been nominated, talk about talking about the song that she was nominated for and what happened in the end, who won, who didn't win. But the first thing to mention in regards to Taylor's history with 
the Grammy Song of the Year nominations, is that there are three people in history that have the most nominations among songwriters, and that is Paul McCartney, Lionel Richie, and Taylor Swift. They have all been nominated six times for this award, and Taylor is the only person that has been nominated six times and hasn't won as of yet. Again, it's just crazy to think considering considering the songs that we're going to talk about and considering... I think... Yeah. I, I think what's so interesting is that the Grammys do clearly recognise the songwriter part of Taylor's career. Exactly. The fact that she's, you know, been... Six times, six times, which is the most. You know, I mean, that's like a record amount, yeah. Um, but the fact that she's never won it, I just do find strange to nominate someone so much in a category. Mm. In a specific kind of category, and they never kind of let them win. It's just interesting. I think, yeah, by kind of looking at what does win and the kind of patterning is quite interesting. So, yeah, I think um, we'll have to kind of get into that now and look at what was nominated because it's just interesting. I find this kind of category in particular, it's almost a bit like album of the year. I think for Swifties, the big ones are always song of the year and album of the year mm. um, because of the kind of importance of them both. Yeah, uh, they are the general awards. And record breaking with them. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. So, yeah, definitely. Um, strange um, but definitely fascinating at the same time the first time that Taylor was ever nominated for song of the year was in 2010 so really early on into her career and she was nominated alongside Liz Rose for you belong with me this year obviously we know that Taylor didn't win so there's no spoiler there but the one that did win is single ladies put a ring on it by Beyonce we're already seeing um, uh, a bad omen when it comes to Taylor songs. But also a, a funny thing to note here is that Taylor was nominated alongside Liz Rose. And isn't it funny how all these years later, All Too Well is nominated and obviously the nomination includes Taylor. And once again, Liz Rose. Wouldn't that be poetic? I really wish that, yeah, I really wish that Taylor would work, work with Liz Rose again. Um because there's something about the way that those two wrote together that I just think is just so kind of just magical. I just think the way that they used to write is just so just, just I don't know. I, I think I just love it, yes, Liz, she did such good work with Taylor. Like I really do think, you know, when you have like people who she kind of crafted. Yeah, you have people that amplify other people's talents yeah. and i think working hand in hand they really amplified and bounced off of each other and they came up with some of taylor's really early early work that has marked such important milestones in her career honestly i i love them working together as well and i think they really came up with a, a lot of most of it obviously very country but again it has its pop sensibilities to it you belong with me being the perfect example of that but yeah i i really do think they did an amazing job at, t at storytelling i really do me too yeah what i find most interesting with this award is the fact that you belong with me was nominated and not white horse right because obviously white horse won best female country vocal performance and best country song but interestingly wasn't put forward wasn't nominated for song of the year and i feel like white horse is more of a songwritery song well, this is what's going to be a bit contentious. Maybe we might have people disagreeing with us, but I think this marks a trend in it. So while we speak about these Song of the Year nominations and, and winners, I think it's also interesting to look at the Record of the Year winners of that same year. So for Record of the Year in 2010, the one that won was Use Somebody by Kings of Leon who were also nominated for Song of the Year, but obviously lost to Beyonce. 
But listen to this. Beyonce was nominated in both categories. In Song of the Year, she was nominated and won with Single Ladies. And in Record of the Year, she was nominated but lost for Halo. Like, I could, yeah. I can't see it. Like, I can see that the other way around. Halo has beautiful exactly. songwriting. Just, yeah. Isn't that more of a song? A, a yeah, song of the year than a record? Yeah. I, I do think songs like You Somebody or I Got a Feeling, which was also nominated that year. You Belong With Me was also nominated for record of the year in 2010. It was mm. nominated in both categories, which in itself is a feat. But I really think that those type of songs kind of you can tell that they're records of the year whereas not being funny and i'm like single ladies i think that could have been easily that could have won record of the year oh yeah i can't see it as much as of song of the year not to be it was a smash hit don't get me wrong but when we are focusing when we have a completely different award for something so similar but in the same breath so different I, I always tend to think that we focus more on the song lyrics in this award, but then when it comes to it, I don't know, I really don't know. The vote, someone who's voting, yeah, has to explain this to me because yeah, it's just... It's strange, because what's interesting as well is obviously what was also nominated. So you had Lady Gaga's Poker Face, mm. you also had Pretty Wings by Maxwell, and you had You Somebody by Kings of Leon, Leon Sorry, and obviously white horse and um, not white horse see there's me thinking that white horse should have been nominated you belong with me sorry by taylor and obviously beyonce's single ladies that won so yeah it's an interesting mix anyway of what was kind of nominated as well because again none of these songs in a songwriter capacity scream songwriter you know they scream, right. they scream big pop hits you know so it's, it is interesting um and yeah unfortunately this kind of seemed to set taylor, taylor up for failure in terms of um with songwriter um Song, song of the Year, sorry, because that mm. seemed to kind of repeat a similar pattern. I think what's interesting as well is that, obviously, her first nomination was in 2010, and her second, which we'll get into in a second, was in 2015. Mm. But I think, obviously, the gap in between uh, kind of Fearless and, obviously, then uh, a 1989 song that was nominated in 2015 is two of Taylor's most songwritery albums ever, yeah. Speak Now, as an album that was literally solely written by herself which I think with a Taylor's version is going to have so much more appreciation and is going to be a really big point of that Taylor's version. I think it's going to be the element that she wrote a lot of these songs by herself. Whereas I think that that was so overlooked back in 2010. Like, I think people used it as a kind of excuse to kind of belittle her during the Fearless era of, oh, she's not writing those songs. And then once she did then prove that she could, no one really liked to bring it up. You know, it was almost like a weird kind of forgotten thing that wasn't really mentioned. And I find that, that's interesting that she wasn't nominated for the Speak Now era and obviously wasn't nominated in the OG Red album release in terms of Song of the Year when you had things like All Too Well originally back in 2012. So yeah, it's um, interesting. But obviously, as we've kind of seen, seen it's often the singles that get nominated. Yes. Red singles don't necessarily scream song like This is it. But anyways, that's just kind of interesting to look no it definitely is and it's it's interesting because that in that gap as you mentioned she's not nominated for any song of the year but she was nominated for record of the year for we are never ever getting back together for example and it is a lot to do unfortunately with although the grammys do say like this is for a song um from any you know a track from an album or a single however in general they do seem to they often yeah they they focus on the singles honestly because they they are what gets more traction and more radio play and they are more out there and you know yeah 
and obviously what's interesting as well obviously she won a grammy as well for safe and sound mm. um, which again is a kind of very songwritery song which i'm surprised as well wasn't nominated because obviously this as we said this ca- category is like genreless so it wouldn't be limited limited to the restraint of it being a um, soundtrack song so it could technically have appeared mm. um, so it's just interesting but anyways in 2015 was the next time that taylor was nominated um and she was nominated this year for shake it off who yes. obviously as well as herself was also written by max martin and yuan shellback um but the other nominations first as well to get into was take me to church by hosier chandelier by sia and all about the bass by megan trainer and obviously the winner as well that was nominated and obviously went on to win was stay with me by sam smith and how do you kind of feel about this the nominations and winner of 2015 well honestly again if we're looking looking at this solely from the point of view of a songwriter and a songwriting award i get it shake it off is an amazing song it really is like it is a, a bop it can get anyone on their feet everyone knows that song it is taylor's i think it is like her number one most iconic to this day and i think forever it will be it really marked a point in her career no one's going to argue with that however in the sense of songwriting although it is clever songwriting for a very different reason i do think stay with me is a beautifully written song there's no way of debating that at all you know it it makes sense it makes sense to me however personally i do think from these nominations we have a vast variety of songwriting going on here like, yeah. I'm sorry to Megan Trainer, but all about that bass and Take Me to Church being in the same conversation. Exactly. It's a leap between one and the other, I must say. And I think here we can see it. These are big songs from the time, but I don't think they are the most lyrically, you know, beautifully written songs. And I don't mean that they don't... I'm not trying to be an elitist or anything like that because I like all of these yeah. songs that are nominated. But if we are going to consider this a songwriting award i i really don't want the same thing just repeated to me over and over again you know what i mean i don't know i I I totally get what you mean and obviously you know this is coming from two people that have never written a song no way and i could never even write anything like any of these songs like no 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 exactly we're not trying to act like i can write something better but it's just interesting to just look at as a music fan and a music lover and i think that yeah, it's, for me personally, if I was going to pick the most well-written song in terms of songwritery element, Shake It Off, like I said, is an amazing pop song, incredibly catchy. That's impressive to be able to write something like that. But for me, the lyrical kind of richness is with Take Me to Church. Yeah. And I think that that, for me, seems to stand out. I do think that Stay With Me is a better nomination. I would have been slightly disappointed if something like All About That Bass did win. Wow, I think Stay yeah. Stay With Me is, you know makes more sense and is more of a kind of songwritery element but it's still just interesting and it's again it's strange that shake it off was chosen because you know that's not for me that doesn't scream i know um, but again it is they do focus on on the singles that have been put out on the popular songs from that moment you know i understand that and mm. and i think you you said you said something very important that we have to clarify here no hate to any of the artists and you know we could never write any anything in comparison to any of this and um although all about that bass is a very very catchy song i do feel the same way about shake it off i love shake it off and it is clever for what it does however in this group i don't i i don't think she had a chance yeah it's like if if someone came to me and said 
I want to see, like, if someone's like, look, I want to see, I want you to show off Taylor's songwriting capabilities. Yeah. Shake It Off would be the last song I would show them. Yeah. You would show it if you wanted to see, like, show off her pop, you know, sensibilities or how, you know, a a song, exactly, one of her big hits, a song that can get everyone singing at a concert, like a big arena song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's funny, though, is for 2015... I'm going to read out to you the Record of the Year awards now, because we have a lot of crossover once again. We have Stay With Me, Dark Child Version, All About That Bass, Chandelier, Fancy by Iggy, Azalea and Charlie XCS, and um, Shake It Off once again. So crossover in almost all of them, except for Take Me to Church. So there you go. But I do think the record of the year nominations are much more solid. Like, I, I see all of those too, songs. Make they make yeah. perfect sense. And, however, the winner was Stay With Me, Dark Child version. Which is interesting. It's strange that a different version was not. Exactly. Yeah. And it, 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 see, the crossover is there. It won both. I can't even tell you what the Dark Child version of Stay With Me is. No, neither can I. I, I couldn't tell you either. I just think it's slightly strange to nominate. It's like... All too well, ten minute version, sad girl, autumn version, baby. Exactly, it's, and I do think, great. whereas where in song of the year, I think Shake It Off, lovely to get a nomination, but wasn't ever going to happen. Shake It Off in record of the year deserved it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It took over twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. It really did. One hundred percent. But there you go. I think that's a good year to demonstrate the differences between record and song of the year, and how sometimes it doesn't really matter because they cross over anyway. Her next nomination was the year after, which are the very infamous 2016 Grammy Awards. The nominations, uh, in Taylor's case, it was for Blank Space, which was obviously written by, again, same combination as last time, Max Martin, Shellback, and Taylor herself. The other nominations included All Right, performed by Kendrick Lamar, Girl Crash, performed by Little Big Town, See You Again, performed by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. And the winner from this year was Ed Sheeran with Thinking Out Loud, written by him and Amy Wedge. How do you feel about this year? I think this year had a lot of big... I like this. I like this I think, set of nominations. Yeah. I really do. Me too. I think I think See You Again definitely deserved. I think that that song's... I don't know, there's something about that song that I quite like. And I think that that really deserves to be there. Girl Crush, I think, is a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Just again, Liz Rose, bless her. She's there she is again. Titan. Yep. Girl Crush is just a really gorgeous song. My favourite, what really made me appreciate that song was when Harry Styles sung it. The way that he sings it just is so gorgeous. So I really, really loved I think that's definitely an interesting nomination and deserves to be there. Blank Space, I think, makes out off of the nine eighty nine album makes more sense in terms of a songwritery element because yeah. of the clever way that obviously Taylor embodied a certain, you know, facet of her celebrity-ness, you know, this kind mm. of crazy ex-lover that dates all these men and is a, <laughs> a loony, basically. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, that's definitely makes more sense than Shake It Off in terms of songwriter thing. And All Right by Kendrick Lamar as well, obviously. Um, he's also really well-known for his songwriting, so I think this makes sense. And Ed Sheeran as well. Um, I think Thinking Out Loud also does make sense. Um, again, these songs are also the big songs from the year anyway. Definitely. Across the kind of country, rap, pop genres. But um, I think it does make sense, thinking out loud. I, 
I, I don't know. I, it's int- again, obviously, I would have loved Taylor to win because you know I'm a right. fan. I want Taylor to win all the awards, but I'm not kind of angry. Not not that I was angry at any of the others, but no. I'm kind of confused by nomination or winner this year. Yeah, it does make sense. I think this year it seems to make more sense. Of course, we got to remember also that we're not in those years, so I can't really remember like all of the other songs that could have made it and that never did. We're just basing ourselves off of these particular lists. And I think this list does embody my thoughts. When I think Song of the Year, this kind of makes the most sense in the ones that we're going to look at. Mm. I know some people will probably want to debate about Blank Space and say, wait, but you said Shake It Off, you know, it wasn't that. You know, it didn't have much of a chance and now you're saying Blank Space, which is very similar. But honestly the lyrics of Blank Space had a hold on everyone. Like, in 2016, do you know how many people that weren't even Taylor fans had Darling I'm a Nightmare, nightmare Dressed Like a Daydream, written on everything? Like, every single line... caption, every Instagram bio ever. Everything. Like, every single line from that song could be used and was crafted in such a way, so purposefully so well done like you said she put on this character and she wrote this song and every single phrase and lyric hit it really did it just it made the most sense like it had double meanings it had i don't know it 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 just really worked i think in general all of these songs really deserve to be there but i do understand why thinking out loud won. it just took the world by storm i have to say like everyone was singing it as well it appeared in every, every single wedding, wedding ever song. yeah yeah so and it is beautifully written it is well written like i think that song oh, yeah. just like shake it off for taylor is something that they will I, always I, remember I, her I, for I ed will always be kind of remembered for this one perfect as well hmm. exactly yeah and i think um the like i said uh, I used to kind of be an Ed Sheeran fan back in the day during this time, and I think that Ed and Amy are almost like Taylor and Liz Rose. Right. Where they kind of always made really gorgeous songs. Like, Ed worked with Amy right at the start of his career, like, basically before he was signed. So, which, again, like, Liz Rose did with Taylor. Mm. So, um, there's something, again, there's something really kind of magical about that. Definitely. Kind of, um, professional relationship, and the same with Taylor and Liz Rose. It's just they both made really good songs together. So, I think that's also quite nice that they're kind of their history of songwriting was also recognised. Yeah, it led to this, and that is really sweet. I just, yeah, it is really sweet. I just remembered, like, oh, the songs I wrote with Amy from back in the day all turned into into this, which is really, really nice. Again, there is overlap between Record of the Year and Song of the Year this year, because Blank Space was also nominated for Record of the Year, so was Thinking Out Loud. However, the winner was Uptown Funk, by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars. Which makes sense. Like, there you go. massive. It does, it does. Other nominations for Record of the Year went to Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd and Really Love by D'Angelo and The Vanguard. Again, this kind of embodies more of the differentiation between Record and Song of the Year and Uptown Funk. It makes sense. It was everywhere. Like, Blank Space was, but Uptown Funk really was. Like, you couldn't get away from that oh, song. Yeah. And I think as, you know, production-wise and everything, it makes the most sense. But again, this year for me is the clearest in differentiation and the clearest in This Is Songwriter Award. So next, again, the next nomination that Taylor got was in 2020. Again, a big gap, another kind of four, five-year gap, just like before. Um, So obviously nothing from uh, Reputation was nominated for Song 
Nope. Was nominated for anything. No. <laughs> she got best pop vocal and that was about it. I'm sure we'll um, speak about that one day, but yes, reputation exactly. was snubbed. Which I think, again, is because of a misinterpretation of reputation mm-hmm. and people not seeing its songwriting. Um, I think that, yeah, reputation was heavily overlooked because of that element. And also, I think also because it did lack, unfortunately, a solo right, which I remember at the time being slightly disappointed by, because there's always something there's always something about a Taylor solo right, and basically all of her songs are low-key solo right anyway. Well, yeah. Because even like Max Martin and Shellback have admitted with the kind of um, Shake It Off case that Taylor basically wrote the whole of Shake It Off. She came in with the fully formed song. But I think that's what, what is interesting is I think that, again, during the Reputation era, there was maybe a misconception about Taylor songwriting and again the idea of oh she writes pop songs you know and that there's no there's nothing below the surface because it's a pop song so I think that that's interesting and then obviously 2020 what is then interesting is that Taylor was nominated for the song Lover which was obviously totally written by Taylor and in this category she was the only solo yep. writer so like I said we'll get into the nominations so obviously Taylor was nominated for Lover uh, Lady Gaga was also nominated again for Always Remember Us This Way. Um, Brandy Carlyle was nominated for Bring My Flowers Now. Her was nominated for Hard Place. Uh, Lana Del Rey was nominated for Norman Fucking Rockwell. And Louis Capaldi was nominated for Someone You Loved. And Truth Hurts by Lizzo was also nominated. So again, is what's interesting, firstly, is the... Um, and also, sorry, I've totally forgot to mention the winner and also nominated with Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. And we'll get into that in a sec. But first, I think what's interesting is the volume has obviously massively increased from the previous few years. Yes. Where it's been four, five, six nominations to now eight nominations. And how, how are you kind of feeling about this year's nominations? And then we'll eventually get into the kind of winner. Yes, we do have a lot of nominations we started off with so few back in the day where we could mention them quickly and now we go through this massive list i know there was a lot to discuss about these extensive list of nominees i do think in a way it's nice for more people to be honored uh you know to be mentioned this list yeah i think this list also starts to cross i think by them offering and nominating more people it crosses more genres and more you know like not just the big songs of the year, but also kind of songs from maybe artists that are slightly un- undiscovered or, you know, aren't these big titans that just get nominated because their song was massive and had the m- mental radio play, you know? And I think that I do quite like it sometimes when there's more people nominated. It does mean the competition's tougher, but I think that it also means that certain people that maybe would have lacked a nomination before because of the reduction in nominations are also then receiving them, which I think is quite nice. Definitely. I, I do like to see... Like I said, I like to see more people nominated and, you know, they, they get that honour, even though maybe some people may may not have a chance, but the Grammys are very random sometimes, I do find. So, yeah. who knows? But yeah, I do think in itself, this combination, like you said, there's some that I do really think deserve a place there. There's others that I can't really opine very much towards because I haven't actually heard them. There's others that... I don't know, I don't know, like, again, I'm gonna go to the winner here, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, and again, I'm not attacking Billie Eilish, I'm not coming for her, I could never, I could never dream of writing anything comparable to this, however, anything as catchy and successful, however, Bad Guy also won Record of the Year, and I do think Bad Guy in Record of the Year 
was a perfect win it deserved it it was everywhere and honestly the whole thing the production obviously phineas and um and billy worked together on all of it and yeah he did he did an amazing job she did a good job it's the song of the year nominated against these titans like lana del rey is there that song is so gorgeous it is well written i'm not overly well versed i'm not overly well versed in lana del rey but i've always respected her as a songwriter songwriter yeah and i do own norman fucking rockwell on cd so that is the only album that i know inside out and that song is gorgeously written like honestly it's just a stunning song again her i don't really know any of her songs really but again i've just from what i've heard again lots of people say that she's a really good songwriter as Mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. even truth hurts by lizzo you know what i mean that has just more of a i don't know this truth hurts for me i really like that song and i I do find it more of like a a blank spacey kind of lyrical every single line from that song was used so much that year however if we're looking at it that way i guess bad guy as well but i don't know i don't know i can't Bad Guy and Blank Space, I guess, are similar, but at the same time, I just don't I think, see I, it in the same way. Yeah. I just can't. I, yeah, for me, like I said, Lover, obviously, again, I would have loved Taylor to win it this year. And what's mm. interesting as well is Taylor's comments this year regarding the nomination, um, because Taylor put up an Instagram story when she was nominated, showing her kind of excitement, which is what is, which kind of shows Taylor's excitement and admiration towards this award and kind of wanting to win it so basically on her instagram story she said in capitals lover is nominated for song of the year at the grammys with three exclamation marks and then she said wrote this one alone in a quiet moment and seeing it honored in song of the year category by my peers means so much wow three noms guys so yeah i think that just kind of encapsulates taylor's excitement yeah all this award and her appreciation for being recognized as a songwriter i do think this year because she wasn't nominated for album of the year which a lot of people build a lot of hype up around you know around taylor and that specific award which one day we'll also have to discuss because it's a completely different story but because she wasn't nominated for that in 2020 i think she really focused on this award in specific because it is such a big one that she had never won before and that she is so proud of and I, I i am glad that she did mention it because i think it really cemented in people's minds listen taylor is a songwriter she wrote this all on her own and she deserves to be up there nominated against with all of these other amazing songwriters and a lot of women songwriters i'm glad to see in this in this group of nominees but yeah it it's a difficult one it really is i don't know if lover yeah. there's such a strong group when you look at it i mean always remember us this way bring my flowers now i know that these are songs that a lot of people have spoken about you know lyrically being quite impressive someone you loved is a ballad that is such a big one like it has a lot of hard-hitting lyrics as well so i don't know yeah it is interesting yeah it's it is strange this one this year i really thought we had it right i remember thinking oh taylor's got it this year she's got it i don't know i kind of saw i was pretty scared because i saw lana there i saw someone you loved there and I was like, oof, um, I know that these are I, hits. I, I, I was confident. I was thinking we haven't, we didn't get anything in rep. I thought the Grammys, you know what I mean? I didn't expect Bad Guy to win. To... I really didn't. Like, no, I expected it for Record no, of the Year, although Record of the Year was, didn't have Taylor included, of course, but it had this, a lot of hard. This was a strange, mm. yeah, this was a really strange year as well, because this was also the year, wasn't it, where Ariana Grande was like heavily nominated. Yep. And was kind of did this massive performance yep. matched up about five million songs and then she was snubbed you know, was kind of carted in bless her and had like 
five different million outfits um and then wasn't didn't win a single thing mm. and it was and it was almost it was a very strange year for the grammys and billy fair play to her a lot of her nomination a lot of her nominate all of her nominations and a lot of her wins i think oh yeah heavily deserved mm. for someone so young she's so to debut happy. in that way stress that more amazing yeah, yeah no 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 exactly. I, I couldn't it's i can't so agree impressive. more mm. and it and it kind of emulated the kind of fearless era taylor you know what i mean and i'm sure lots of people back in the day when taylor won was well she's only been about been around five right years yeah all of this so it's interesting to kind of look at it that way and i am a big fan of billy's music i have all of her albums and stuff on cd and vinyl mm. i just do find it interesting that sometimes i do like it when stuff what i really liked was the 2021 grammys where a variety was nominated no one really like took home everything yeah and we'll get into that in a second and what i quite like is when everyone is appreciated in different categories and deservingly in different categories of no that person deserves to win that one like with so the 2021 ones where uh dua lipa won best pop vocals like she deserved to win something definitely because that was such an impressive album Mm. and harry winning you know for watermelon sugar i just liked that there was a bit more of a variety whereas kind of 2020 bless her billy sweeped it and sometimes it's just it can maybe as a viewer as well of an as of an award show it can get a bit dull when the same person is just winning everything it is difficult yeah you really want to give awards to well-deserved works like that and billy did take the world she did take the world by storm just like olivia rodrigo did you know in 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 2022 but it is difficult when are the grammys better when they kind of divide things up and give everyone a little bit or when they give some to some some to another again this opens up a whole discussion about how true the grammys may be what how much of it is rigged how much isn't we're not going to get into that but it is interesting to see definitely how some years yeah. everything goes to one person, other years it's very much split around. There's a lot of context and reasoning behind certain things. Mm-hmm. A lot to unpack here, which we could go deep into, but yeah. I think yeah. And I think yeah, I think what all should also be mentioned is just like everything we've said in this podcast, which is an opinion. Mm. Even the Grammy Grammys are an opinion. No yeah. type of music or artist is better than another it's all kind of subjective it really is whatever you think is the best and it's the same with these things they can have endless panels and different people voting but at the end of the day these people are voting based on their opinion yeah and one person's opinion is drastically different from the next so you know for someone they might be like why would you think that this song wouldn't be song of the year that's the best one this is the most lyrically impressive whereas someone else might then agree with what we've said or disagree and i think that like i said just to kind of reiterate that obviously everything we have said his opinion and everything that the Grammys then nominate and award is also opinions. So um, it's all up to kind of what your kind of personal preference is. But I do find it interesting nonetheless. Her next nomination was the year after 2020. So before we've had these massive gaps, but now we go from one year to the next. And obviously 2021, Taylor got big nominations and she also got the big award. But anyway, for Song of the Year, she was nominated with Aaron Desnuff Cardigan. Alongside her, we have a long list of names again. We have Black Parade, performed by Beyonce, The Box by Roddy Rich, Circles by Post Malone, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, If the World Was Ending by Julia Michaels and J.P. Sachs, and the winner this year was I Can't Breathe, performed by her. Again, this year was such a 
so many different nominations like this was such a mixed bag of things and this is yeah. something interesting to discuss and what you brought up 2021 was a year in which the awards were completely divided like everyone got something it really was yeah obviously this is the year that i really loved mm. the taylor got obviously album yeah this was the year that taylor got album of the year so she got her nod there which was excruciating to watch because obviously it's oh, the last one it was stressful. it was over it was so yeah because it was just like everyone was like oh my god oh my god i was thinking well you know what i mean we haven't got anything so far like mm. she's not gonna they're not gonna give her album surely like and also we were kind of going in thinking she's won album twice like you know this is the most prestigious it's right. gonna be a tough i thought i thought that one was the most unlikely whereas i thought things like this was the most likely so yeah it was a tough one to wait through but i loved the 20 i think my favorite grammy awards ever so far have been the 2021 ones there was something about them where i don't know it was just everyone was kind of celebrating everyone yeah i think that's what's the nice thing about it yeah is that everyone got something i know this sounds very like and everyone was clapping and everyone it just seemed really whereas some years at the grammys like there's kind of side art right people don't clap and it's a bit awkward and you know whereas the 2021 ones i think everyone was so excited to be able to go back to award shows again Mm. And kind of, you know, the performances were really lovely. Exactly. Obviously, Taylor performed as well. They were such a good mood. Yeah, I I do agree with you. Mm. I do agree with you, and I do. I know it's very optimistic of me to be like, oh, everyone should win something, and because you know, it's not always the way it goes. But I am kind of. Yeah, I'm pleased. Like you said before, Dua Lipa got something. Harry got his nod. Um, Billie Eilish, she won Record of the Year for Everything I Wanted which uh debatable in my opinion but again again i don't i don't you know that's just my opinion i'm still glad that she got something because honestly she did take over those couple of years she really really did uh but anyway so in particular in this category going to specifically cardigan i don't know i mean this was such a difficult category anyway just because i find that all of these nominees are so varied like, I do think that yeah. I, I'm pretty happy with all of them. Whereas at the beginning of the ones that we discussed, I was like, I don't know, should this one be here for songwriting? I think over time, the nominees have kind of gotten better. Or, more towards yeah, I guess because there's also more. You kind of ignore the ones that you don't think are as songwritery and concentrate on the the better ones you know again all of this quote unquote because everyone will find art in in lyrics that you know i don't know there's someone out there who probably thinks that peaches by justin Bieber is a lyrical masterpiece i don't know it's not me but someone might but anyway i do think her deservedly did win with i can't breathe because it it was more than just a song and the songwriting ability which is obviously of course there it's more than that it was it was what it was kind of what she was writing about yeah yeah i think yeah they they actually then took the songwriter element into it definitely yeah I'm, i'm kind of I'm kind of glad about that nomination as well. And obviously Cardigan, I think, was deservedly nominated as well. I think that, yeah, that was that makes the most sense, I think, out of folk. Unlike some of the previous singles, where I've been like, mm, is that really the most songwritery one off the album? I think this one definitely makes sense. Okay, so obviously rounding all of that up, it then leads to this year's Grammy nomination for Song of the Year 2023 Grammy Awards. So this year, the nominations are... A, B, C, D, E, F, U by Gail, About Damn Time by Lizzo, All Too Well 10-Minute Version by Taylor Swift, Harry Styles' As It Was, Bad Habit by Steve Lacey, 
Break My Soul by Beyonce, Easy On Me by Adele, God Did by DJ Khaled featuring Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, John Legend, and Friday, <laughs> The Heart Part 5 by Kendrick Lamar, as well as Just Like That by Bonnie Raitt. So again, a kind of lot of nominations, and again, a little bit of a kind of very mixed again. Wow, some, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, it's a some lot big going on. Yeah, as well as some other ones. And I think this one seemed to be quite contentious. Lots of people were very annoyed about ABCDEFU being nominated. Mm. Obviously, Swifties were just over the moon, but all too well. 10 Minute was nominated. I'm so, so glad for that. Like, generally, so happy. Yeah, me too. Because, uh, you know, that just, it just, in my eyes, this is the only song that can. <laughs> possibly win but i think it's interesting that things like easy on me by adele as well as beyonce again beyonce much like taylor gets quite heavily nominated mm, she does so yes yeah, it's, it's an interesting one as well as some kind of kind of more rap songs in there elizo again nominated with about damn time so yes I, th- I think it's an interesting mix harry obviously with as it was which i think even though again is a pop song lyrically is quite impressive a songwriter song it's one of those songs where it's like it's a bit of a um, forever winter um, song where, it, like, the lyrics, it, it's a bit of a bop, but then when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, this yeah. is really sad. Yeah, when you like, concentrate on them, like, like oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit of an all you had to do was stay kind of moment. So I think, yeah, I think the nominations this year are actually quite solid, and I think that even ABCDEFU is deserving. Like, you know, it's quite clever to be able to write, to turn that into, like, a song like Gail did, um, especially at such a young age. Like, it's really impressive. It had a big moment. So I think I think this year's an interesting one. I Obviously, I'm praying for All Too Well. Oh, God. I'm praying that this we is are. the year. We are. We are. But I, I don't want to get my hopes up. I know. I'm just praying, praying, praying. I feel like this is such a difficult list to comment on. There's 10 songs here that are so vastly different one from the next. Exactly. Firstly, just in genre, in... Just the sound of them. Obviously, again, we're we're looking at this from the point of view of songwriting. I can understand why a lot of people may be a bit annoyed with A B C D E F U being there, because you you know you compare it to other songs that are on this list, and you're like, oh come on. However, again, I could never, and I'm not going to knock it because again, it is kind of a clever song. It you know. Someone, you know, I couldn't have thought of that, but she did. So it's difficult. I think with so many nominations being there, there's always going to be some that are going to be contentious and controversial and spoken about. This, to some extent, is on purpose. I don't, I have no idea where I can see this going. I really don't. I do want to mention some of the crossover between Record of the Year and Song of the Year, because I always think it's, it's, it's interesting. So the crossover, we also have... Adele nominated with Easy On Me for Record of the Year. We also have Beyonce with Break My Soul. We also have uh, Steve Lacey with Bad Habit. We also have Lizzo with About Dan Time and Harry Styles with As It Was and Kendrick Lamar with The Heart Part 5. Those are the ones that I'm seeing that, you know, are in both categories. To be fair, which all makes sense. I think all of those songs have been, like, have had big moments. So definitely Mm. makes sense to be record. Of the year, and I think to be fair, they do seem they do make sense as well as song of the year. They're not screaming. Mm, not sure about it. You know, yeah. I mean? There's something about it where I, th- I think this year does seem to make sense for me. I just for me, there's just only one standout. I know it's very difficult because again, these are all standout songs within their genres and within their audiences. Like I, I get why people really think as it was 
could deserve an uh, an award such as this. In my opinion, I do see it as it was more of a record of the year deserving kind of song, not knocking the songwriting once again, but I just feel like it is overall more not just a songwritery song, but it is a hit. Like it is something that you could not get yeah. away from and all of it combined together was just so well done. So I would like to see as it was with that record of the year. I really would. But there are that competition too is the, the ones I haven't mentioned plus the ones that I did is a very, very tough competition. I couldn't even begin to to look into that. Yeah. But that's how I'm kind of justifying not wanting Harry in this category. But yeah. then we have like songs like Bad Habit, which I know have done so, so, so well in streaming and in, in popularity. Yeah. Obviously, Beyonce is there. Beyonce, Again, you know, yeah. Adele is there. And we all know the history of Adele with Song of the Year. Whereas Taylor has such a terrible, terrible, unfortunate history, Adele has quite a good history with Song of the Year and with the Grammys in general, so she's there. And then, of course, we have oh, just a songwriting titans. Kendrick Lamar is there again. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really... Lizzo is there again. Yeah, I think, oh, I, I'm not exactly. sure. I think, I think what's interesting as well, and I'll quickly kind of point out, as what, similarly to the Lover Instagram story, when Outwell uh, 10 was nominated for this specific category, Taylor put on her Instagram story, so many reasons to lose my damn mind today, but Outwell 10 is the song I'm most proud of out of everything, anything, sorry, I've written. The fact that it's nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys, an award I've never won that honours the songwriting, it's it's momentous and surreal. Just got off the phone with Liz Rose, my co-writer on All Too Well, and reminisced about how we started writing together when I was 14. She believed in me then, and we were nominated together now. It's so cute, I can't cope. I want to ramble about the magic and mystery of time and fate and reclaiming my art, but instead, I think I'll go to screaming for 10 minutes straight and think about how this wouldn't have happened without you. And I think that that's... That honestly, when I read that, it low-key made me feel a little bit... May, maybe I felt a little bit like a little tear was going to... Because it's just so all full circle, you know what I right. mean? Right. There's something so... I love those two so much. And the fact that she said, you know, that Liz Rose believed in Taylor at the age of 14. You know, like, she was unsigned. She was just, you know, some... You know, a child being like, I want to write songs and I want to be the country singer. And Liz Rose saw the potential and saw how amazing Taylor was as a songwriter. And I, I just love it. And I'm so glad that All Too Well was nominated and that All Too Well has just had such a big moment. It's Part of me is slightly kind of like, mm, because All Too Well has always been that song for me. And now I feel like it's almost lost its kind of personal specialness in terms of like, I would be like, oh, my favourite song is All Too Well. And people would look at me a bit blankly. Um, whereas now everyone's like, oh yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> it's almost like, no, I promise, like, you know, I'm not a fake fan. Um, right. But I'm so glad that it's got the recognition and that people have realised how uh, an incredible song it is and more people have become Taylor fans because of that song, I genuinely believe. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm just so glad. I just pray. But it's just interesting that Taylor mentions herself. Yeah. Um, that it's an award she's never won that honours the songwriter. Well, this is it. This is the reason we're here, really, isn't it? Like, this is such an interesting thing for her to have commented on and for her to have kind of mm -hmm. put into the spotlight. We're talking about a songwriting award, something she's been nominated for so many times and hasn't got because of one reason or another. And, and again, we're not saying that any other of these people who did win or who might win or any of the nominees don't deserve to be here as much as Taylor does because... Yeah. Everyone, again, everyone will have their own opinions. We are Taylor Swift fans. 
first and foremost. So of course we're going to want her to win. But I do have, yeah. I do think that there's something that has to be said about a 10 minute song being in a category, a category such as this, a 10 minute song that is basically a decade old, basically, and it's, you know, in the bare bones yeah. of it. Being in such a category in the state of the music that we are in at the moment. Like, if you look at the rest of these songs, of course, there's some that are outliers and, uh, you know, not so much can fall into what I'm about to say. They have been very popular because of TikTok. They're very short songs. Yeah. They're very condensed songs. They have very catchy lyrics that you can show a lot, uh, a, a diverse audience of people and they will know a very specific line in the song and they will know, you know, because it has been popularized on TikTok and things like this. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that that is the state of the music industry at this point. Yeah. And there's something to be said about a 10 minute version going number one in 2022, yeah. 2020, you know, 2021, 2022, whatever, and then being nominated for something like this. I really, oh, yeah. I, it's so deserved. And I really, really do pray that she gets it with this because out of all of them, they all have, you know, kudos to all of these songwriters. They all did an amazing job just creating these songs and making them hits that were obviously good enough to be recognized in a list such as this however all too well just has such a special story to it and, uh, it really oh, does 100 percent. it really and, does um, this is one of the things that's such a weird thing about the taylor's version is that obviously it was so awful what happened the fact that she you know lost the rights to that's lost the kind of rights to her masters and obviously you know all being taken out from under her and it must have been so horrid i can imagine but weirdly it's been such a blessing in disguise because we've got to you know the fact that i couldn't imagine not being able to have the 10 minute version of all too well now you know what i mean i just couldn't imagine it like there, there is just not a time where i just honestly there's not a time where i'd be like no i want the original version over the 10 minute because i just love it so much so it's so weird that it's such a weird thing because it's weirdly like the biggest blessing ever and i think it's done taylor's career just so much like it's worked so positively for her career and to kind of you know reimmerse ourselves in these eras and these songs and get new ones it's just so exciting so it would be lovely if a taylor's version thing was nominated and i think it'd be really not only would it be great for taylor to win this award but i think also a taylor's version is quite a significant thing and because obviously the, the importance of the taylor's version so i think that that would also be quite important as well winning something that you know is a taylor's version and hopefully you know this will be a pattern that you know these vault tracks and things mm. will be able to be nominated for these things and the taylor's version things will kind of take over and become a kind of standard and be recognized it's just nice that they're being recognized mm. as kind of you know a legitimate kind of new song and I, I just love it and i just pray 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 like you said that it gets nominated because it just deserves it it's my favorite song of all time it's so gorgeously written taylor and liz rose like i said are just two of my favorite kind of songwriters when they work together they just really create the most incredible songs so fingers crossed and just to obviously reiterate again obviously if it does or doesn't win it does not take away from the fact that it is an incredible song again it is opinions the grammys are opinions just like everything we've said is an opinion so definitely you know won't be sad about it but i will be a little bit disappointed because uh, i just hope and pray that it gets the nomination that it, the the win that it deserves definitely i do agree with you i think that the win for all too well would be very significant and symbolic for many different reasons the ones yeah. that we've spoken about you know and the ones that you've just 
mentioned, I do think so. So good luck to all of the nominees, but obviously mostly to our Taylor. We do really hope that yes. she can clutch it with this one because it would just be such a moment in history of for music and for Taylor. I really do think so. I know that sounds very dramatic, but I, I do think so. I really do. Okay, we've now come to the end of this episode. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to our kind of theories and thoughts regarding Grammy Song of the Year and Taylor Swift's relationship to this specific category. If you did enjoy, then make sure that you give us a thumbs up over on YouTube, as well as subscribe to our YouTube, and also um, like and rate us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also, if you're enjoying our content, make sure you follow us over on Instagram at Swiftly Spoken Podcast. And yeah, thanks again for listening, and good luck to Taylor at the Grammys, and hopefully um, she'll come away with some wins. <laughs>